1: Sports Radio 0610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. That's
3: right, as uh, we are live here on this TACAS Fiber Internet Football Friday, live from On the Rocks, right off Jones Road. Come on out, hang out with us. Uh, your chance to win a $50 gift card to La Misha Wakana, that's coming up here very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. And if you have not filled out, your name and put it in the raffle box you might want to do that uh for your chance to win that 50 bucks clint is not with the shun uh bada boom bada bing johnny is in the building but as i know somebody who would uh like to wish him uh, a, a happy birthday the, the great john mcclain hey it's clint's birthday he never works on his birthday we never see him on his birthday but clint is out we would say happy birthday i'm sure you would too john
4: I'd like to wish you guys a happy new year. I'd like to wish Clint a happy birthday. Clint gets more time off than Johnny Carson used to on the Tonight Show.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey. I, I, I don't know how much time he's off with them two the two children he has. He has under 2 years old uh, running around that house. So uh, so yeah, I guess he I guess he has time out, time off, but uh he's probably still uh, working in some in some frame. All right. John, uh, this is uh, obviously uh, the biggest game of the year, just like the last four have been. Uh, this is the biggest game of the year, and it uh, feels like a must-win situation because they lose this game and other things around them happen. They're going to be in a really, really tough spot when it comes to making the playoffs. Now, listen, John, they, they, they played uh, the Titans on the road, won the game with Case Keenum. Pick six was involved in that game. They still were able to win that game. Should we have the expectation with everything that's on the line, with all the pressure this team's going to be playing with, John, you've seen a lot, should we have the expectation that this team should go out and beat the Titans coming up on Sunday at home?
4: Absolutely, they should win. They're favored by four. They should sweep the Titans, although it's been hard to come by at home beating Tennessee in NRG Stadium. And you know Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. Those guys got a lot of pride. The Titans can ruin two seasons. They can ruin the Texans' season, and they can ruin the Jaguars' season. And the thing they worry about with C.J. Stroud back is keeping him upright. D'Amico Ryan's mentioned this week about protecting him in his last three starts. He was sacked thirteen times and knocked down nineteen times, and that's terrible. And the Titans have forty-four sacks, and they've got three guys with at least six, led by Denico Autry. He has eleven and a half, and he had two in the two weeks ago. Beat Juice Scruggs, I believe, and so they're got their hands full up front. And as you know, it's as much as they dominated Tennessee's offense with the most physical performance I've ever seen the Texans have seven sacks 12 tackles for loss 11 quarterback knockdowns of Will Levis they still needed that 54 yard field goal by Fairbairn to win on the last play of overtime so they made it tough I think this one will be tough both teams play a lot of one score games texans nine of the last 11 have been by seven or fewer they're six and three titans are four and seven in one score games so i why would we not expect this one to be close
0: john you're talking about expectations and we know the close games in the offensive line those are two huge uh you know factors i think going into this sunday but look there wasn't any bigger story than C.J. Stroud this week returning to practice. You asked D'Amico Ryans recently what he'd personally be looking for from Stroud, presuming that he plays in the game on Sunday. Now that we know that he will, what are you going to be looking for in terms of C.J. Stroud, and what are you expecting from him?
4: Well, D'Amico said that he looks for efficiency in the huddle, out of the huddle, at the line of scrimmage. I asked Bobby Slowick, the same question, and he said, I'm looking at his feet. He said, a quarterback's play begins with his feet. And he also was honest enough to point out, he said, I've seen some guys miss two weeks and they come out, never skip a beat. Other guys I've seen miss two weeks, they need time to knock off the rust, and they're not going to know for sure until Stroud takes his first snaps and throws the ball. And um It would help, of course, if they had the kind of running game they had in that first game. And that was unusual because they had the second-most yards rushing of the season in that first game. And that was 148 yards. And then, of course, Devin Singletary had his second-most, 121. And so it would help if they could run the ball again. But um, I'm guessing the Titans are going to come in here with a plan. If they don't do anything else, stop the run, put Stroud in position to throw on second long and third and long, and then and then make sure their pass rushers and those forty-four sacks get after him.
3: John McClain joins us as he does each and every Friday on this Football Friday. I'm just listening to you talk about this, and and we talked about this a bit yesterday with with Stroud because that's that's one of the big stories we'll get to the other one today, but, but Stroud, uh, who do you think is affected the most by CJ Stroud with his return, right? There's, there's, there's a lot we saw with this offense and how different it looks. Who do you think is most affected uh, with his return?
4: The wide receivers with downfield passing game. He's played 13 games and he has 61 completions of 20 or more yards. And that's second to Brock Purdy 70. And uh, so Nico Collins didn't play two weeks ago. He's back. Noah Brown's healthy. Brown had eight catches and a touchdown from Case Keenum. And then uh, uh, Dalton Schultz is healthy, so he'll have his three receivers. The key is, does he have time to throw the ball down the field because he likes he doesn't like to dump it off. He doesn't like to take checkdowns. It wouldn't surprise me if slowing doesn't cause some short passes on first down, or some draw plays or screens to help offset the the uh, Titans' pass rush. Right now, in the last two games, Stroud needs to throw for at least 300 yards and two touchdowns. One time, and he'll set the all-time record for a rookie with six to do that. Right now, he's tied with Andrew Luck and Justin Herbert. And uh, if they can protect him, I look for him to have a great game. The key to watch him early is is, is he accurate? You know, is he going to throw short? Is he going to throw mid-brains? Is he going to go deep? One of the things that makes such a big difference is having Nico Collins for the and Noah Brown for those slant routes because they can get the yak, the yards after catch. And uh, when you're going to throw that quick slant, you got to be accurate, and you don't want to throw it too hard and have it ricochet off their hands and be intercepted.
0: You talked about the ability to protect C.J. Stroud. The offensive line over the course of the last month, John, has really struggled in terms of uh, protection. You know, Texan quarterbacks, no matter who's been back there, are taken more sacks in this recent stretch than they had all season long. I'm looking at Charlie Heck, you know, he started the last couple of games, I believe, for the Texans since George Fant went down with a hip injury and the illness. Um, Do you expect Charlie Heck to retain that starting spot at right tackle going into this Titans game? Or now that Fant, who hasn't shown up on the injury report all season – or rather all week long, uh, which is uh, curious because he had the previous two or three weeks, does Heck stay at right tackle or do you expect Fant to start?
4: No, Fant's beat out. Hex beat him out. Last week, he was a full participant in practice and didn't play. Heck did. So I think Charlie, who didn't play until last since last season, was on PUP, was activated, had his three weeks of practice, and then he had a chance to play when Fant got hurt, and now Fant's 100%. I don't know why they're making that change. Obviously, they see, they see the tape, and it's still amazing with all the injuries they've had up front that they've been able to do what they've done with Stroud, who has his 20 touchdowns and five interceptions, still the second best ratio in the NFL. But uh, boy, they seem like they're playing good teams that can rush the passer. The Jets have really good rushers. The Broncos, I was surprised were able to hit it as much as they did. And, uh, um, but the Jets, you know, they've got a good pass rush and it was interesting. You know, he got hurt on a play where he didn't get sacked. It was after he released the ball. And it was a clean play by that great tackle, Quentin Williams, who went on social media to wish him a speedy recovery. He just hit his helmet on the on the back hit the back of his head on the ground. As he pointed out, it was like cement. And that's you know, there's more complaints about MetLife Stadium than any stadium in the NFL.
3: John, I, I do want to get to the big news of the day, but I just want to make sure I got that. So, this is has nothing to do with injury with George Fant. This is – they they feel like Charlie Heck uh, is better than George Fant, who was not able to be ousted by Titus Howard. I'm just trying to get that correct. They believe that – That's he, correct. That That's Heck oh. – Fant is 100%. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, John McClain with us. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to chew on that a little bit, John, because Titus Howard could not get in at right tackle because of George Fant. What, what's your thought about the news of the day here? Jonathan Grenard, he is the only one listed as out. He, uh, to me, was the most dominating player in the game against Tennessee two weeks ago uh, in every fashion, not just the two-and-a-half sacks. He just was, was, I mean, just ruining the offense up front for them uh, how big a loss and how concerning is that going into this game which I think a very motivated running game and an offensive line that the Texans are going to face
4: it's huge because not only did he have two and a half sacks and the defensive line had nine of 11 knockdowns on uh, Will Levis three of them were by Grenard the lineman had seven of 12 of those tackles for loss, they could play just because will anderson is limited doesn't mean he's starting just uh, malik uh collins has got a hip injury that's limited him you know there's a chance all three of those and rankins you know rankins has got an injury too and he's limited so they could be without multiple defensive linemen you hope they're not now one advantage is those backups interior will davis he makes plays every time he's on the field. Derek Barnett, who's from Nashville and started to the last two games in place of Anderson, he played really well up there and he played pretty well last week and nobody noticed it. So they've gotten a lot out of the former first round pick of the Eagles. Now he's playing his hometown team again. So it looks like, you know, he'll play. I'm guessing he'll play in place of Grenard. Hopefully it'll be Anderson and, uh, and him and not just Anderson and Jerry, I mean, uh, Barnett and Jerry Hughes. And they need Will Anderson in the worst way. The thing about an ankle, you can be, you know, 95% and play. You might not be as good, but you can play where the concussion, there's no such thing as 95% and you're playing. But right now, most players have injuries at this time of the year. One of the things I'm interested in about this game is seeing C.J. Stroud and Will Levis play for the first of what should be many games against each other in this AFC South series. They just pounded Levis in that last game, and he's got to be breathing a huge sigh of relief that Johnny Gennard's going to be a spectator.
0: Yeah, no question. Hey, and you talk about the percentage of health and you know what guys are looking like going into this game. I mean, heck John, I'm looking at the secondary. The Texans could be without one of their most valuable, most consistent pieces um, they've had all season long and Steven Nelson, who hasn't practiced all week. He's got a foot, he's got a hamstring, he's got a hand. I mean, if anything, at best it looks like that dude's maybe thirty three percent healthy
4: at this point in time. It, but it, he's listed as Sean, questionable. would I I, take one guy that has been out that would play would be him because two times we've seen him leave games and i thought no way is he coming back and he's coming back he's been back both times i think he's one of those guys he'd have to lose his head and they'd have to hide it from him to keep him from playing
0: I get that feeling, too. Like, that's a tough sucker, but, you know, this time of year, you never know at least the severity of these things and how much it wears on guys. And let's just play, you know, the hypothetical here. If, in fact, Steven Nelson can't go or he's limited and can't give you a full amount of reps that he typically would – what are the Texans thinking at corner, especially since they've added, you know, former Texan now Kareem Jackson to the fold in the secondary? What do you think his role could be? Is there a chance that maybe they ask him to play a little bit of corner? I know they still have Kadar Holman and D'Angelo Ross, but what exactly is the kind of role you foresee Kareem Jackson having?
4: No, I think he'll come in and play a little bit like Adrian Amos did. You know, they are two veteran safeties who were signed off the street. Graham's been here now two days. He can get a little bit of the defense out there. You know, his problem when he plays, when he makes a hit, he's got to know the NFL is watching. And I I don't know if he can go all out like he always does. And it's amazing to me, and since his move to safety and how physical he's been and his suspensions by the NFL, uh, how he's going to be able to do it. You know, they've struggled at safety, Jalen. Petrie has struggled, Jimmy Ward's out, he struggled when he was healthy, and that, and and thing about Joe Flacco, he beat everybody, he beat the corners, safeties, so they bring in Kareem, they're going to have Kareem, they'll have Adrian Amos, Jalen Petrie, and then Desmond King, and one of those other guys you mentioned, Holman or Ross, would be the the other corner, And uh, but I'm not, maybe Nelson won't be out there for the first time, but uh, he's had a he's had a knack for being able to answer the bell, and then when he goes out to come back in, and if I am Will Levis, and if I'm Tim Kelly, and he is out there, I would pick on him immediately, especially with the deep play to see if he can plant and turn and run.
3: Yeah, especially after what we saw last week. All right, John, uh, a huge, huge game coming up. What do you uh? What all do you have? Uh, that people can go and look for and read over at sportsradio610.com.
4: I have a column on uh, the uh, return of C.J. Stroud. I have a column about the, pl- the playoff race in the AFC South and who has to do what. And then I have a five things to watch. And uh, we got Utopia Football Podcast and Sean Bajani, who does a great job for SportsRadio610.com. He's got things up there, too. Thank you guys very much. I will see you on Sunday, and Happy New Year to uh, all the listeners. And happy happy birthday to Clint.
3: There it is. Happy (laughs) New Year. Thank you for everything uh, you've done all year with us. That's John McClain, the Hall of Famer, giving his thoughts on this uh, pivotal game coming up for uh, the Texans. All right, um, all right. right, He said something in there we got to talk about. And listen, I... I've been accused of making a big deal out of certain things, and I will allow you to let me. You, me, yes. Hmm. I will allow you to tell me if you think I'm making a big deal out of this. But we got to discuss something that that John just spoke about because I'm 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 pretty befuddled about this. We'll discuss that coming up next, right here live on the drive.
0: Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone.
5: If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
2: Two more. Reps, two more.
5: You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: To TACUS Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio six ten live from on the rocks in Steeplechase Center. Here's the drive with Sterner and Hughley.
3: Yeah, it seems like a, a couple people see where I'm going on this. I I just as we're live here, um, getting ready for uh, this huge must-win game for the Texans coming up against the Titans this Football Friday and Sean you were just talking to him about it we talked a little bit about it before you just talked to John McClain, and he said it he said uh George Fant uh, just uh, is beat out was beat out by by Charlie Heck yeah this is not an injury thing this is a they believe Charlie Heck is better than George Fant now you tell me if i'm making this a big deal or not um, i just i don't i don't have you have you watched that and felt like hey <laughs> Charlie Heck is an upgrade over George Fant. The guy that nobody would sit – they would not sit George Fant down to have the guy they paid $18 million a year to play right tackle. Mm -hmm. They kept making him, Titus Howard, play left guard because, right, George Fant was so good at right tackle, they didn't want to move him out of it. Even though they paid a guy that type of money to play right tackle – they kept making him play guard, which he was awful at. And now, what we've you wa- have you watched enough to say to yourself, Charlie Heck has beaten out George Fant? I'm sorry, maybe, <sighs> maybe I'm not making a look. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not saying George Fant is, like, some people are texting George Fant sucks. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. no. George Fant has been, what I've, what I've been heard is a revelation this year. George Finn has been fantastic. Yes, you can't move Titus Howard out of guard because of George Fent. Mm-hmm. that one, Charlie Heck in the two games, I'm sorry. I don't I don't I didn't see he definitely wouldn't he got his ass kicked repeatedly against the Browns. Against
0: the Browns, yeah, you're right. But as he also as he, George
3: did against the Jets. He maybe made
0: you know the block of the game, uh, you know, the the week prior to um Allowing, allowing. No, seriously. That ball where Case Keenum had to float off the back of his foot and get to Dalton Schultz. That that play was set up by an incredible block by Charlie Heck. I think it was the down prior too. He carried his guy, that defensive end, all the way around Case and just held it long enough for Case to get rid of the ball. That set up the Schultz catch. That set up the Brown touchdown. That that kept that drive alive. To be honest with you, and it's just one play. No, no, no. Jumps him over absolutely Jordan. not i mean i'm not saying he's okay. better than than george fant george fant i talked to george fant two weeks ago it was before uh, three weeks ago right it was before the jets game it was december 8th i talked to him in the locker room and i went uh up to him you know, look he's he's rarely one of those guys that is available every day and i was waiting around for somebody else and i said hey, man let me go talk to george and i said hey man you know you've been having a heck of a season you know you came into this thinking that you were going to be a backup and now that you've been starting since day one, has that caused you to kind of rethink the trajectory of your career? And I don't know if Chris Santiago's got the does. audio you or not. You got this,
3: Chris, don't you? Let's hear what George Fant had to say. I think Chris has, has this audio uh, um, with, with George Fant. But, but you talked to him a couple of, a couple of weeks ago in terms of, of what this year was like. Here was, uh, here was George Fant in that conversation you had with him.
5: Uh, I mean, I would say no. I think you know, honestly, when I first came here, my 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 job was to come here, and reset my market. You know, obviously, I didn't I didn't have the market I wanted to last off season, come off an injury in New York. Um, but like I said, man, I was just grateful to have any any games uh, to play here uh, due to injury. So I was just grateful to just do anything. So uh, my goal was to come here and reset my market. I feel like I've done that. Um, uh, just, you know, God willing, just want to go through, get through safe, get through safe and healthy, um, win a lot more games, get to the playoff. Uh, you know, so I got other goals as well for this team. So excited to be here, having, having some of the best fun I had in my career here. Um, so just stacking the days and enjoying my time here. Man, nah, honestly, I just we just stacking. You know, we stacking the game, stacking the, stacking the plays. Uh, I wouldn't say things got better or worse. You know, I just think that uh, you know for Juice, I think he's getting an opportunity to go out there and show what he can do. We've had a assortment of different lineups throughout the season so far. You know, um, and if you look over 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 the season, uh, everybody stepped up and played um, big for us. So um, I'm just excited to keep seeing Juice grow. Uh, excited to keep seeing his line grow um, and get better.
0: All right, so that first part was a response to literally how I'd set that up. If he'd seen the trajectory of his career maybe change, is he thinking like, hey, can I go somewhere else and start? And he's proven prior to this year that he's a starting level right tackle in this league. He started, you know, plenty of games before. And that's one of the reasons why we, I think a lot of people were excited that the Texans were able to get him in-house at that portion of training camp in which guys started to drop like flies, and you really needed some backup because you were looking at like, man, is Laramie Tunsil, how's he going to hold up with the knee situation? I think the Texans knew that a lot <laughs> much before you know the rest of the public did. I've heard that in contradiction to what John McClain just said in regards to Charlie Heck beating George Fan By out. By the
3: way, real quick, is do you think Charlie Hick will start the game on Sunday?
0: I do because, that, like because I mean, of what we've seen all week in yeah. terms of like first team takeoff, which sometimes is an indicator of nothing. Uh, but sometimes it's exactly what you're going to see. <laughs> you I know, I they're on making Sunday. it evident.
3: George has has had a hip. He is not on the injury report.
0: Right. He, he was not on the injury report all week long. That's why I asked John what I did. But uh, I've heard that it. It's beyond what you have seen and not seen on a football field in regards to George Fant. And that little interview that I did with Fant What was it, uh, three weeks ago, December 8th, two weeks ago, whatever it was now? That was right before the Jets game. Well, he goes down in the Jets game with that hip injury. And then the week going into last week's game, he was on with a hip slash illness, I think.
4: And he missed the Titan game. Yeah, it was the Titans game that that he went
0: into the Titans game with a hip slash illness. And and Charlie played. And I I wish I could be a little bit more specific, but. To be quite honest with you, I can't remember <laughs> the, the specific that was told to me in regards to George Fan. I can just tell you this with certainty that it is deeper than just being outplayed, and I don't think being outplayed is a factor at all. I think that's what you're just going he to hear. There's something else that happened. There's something this else be, there, and
3: he potentially, if this is, if that is the case, would be the third guy that this has happened with Des King. Who uh, we clearly all saw with our own eyes that he was was not was not bet was not worse than Tavier, uh Thomas. We saw Shaq Griffin have to hit the rocks, and, uh, and 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 obviously he was better than the backups that they're rolling. We sure. saw Rawson coverage last week, and now I just like for me it's it, it's just and the Charlie uh, like don't give me this about about. Um, about George Fant. Y'all been George Fant has been he could he couldn't be moved. No matter how much you were paying Titus Howard, couldn't be moved. And now all of a sudden in the most important games, Charlie Heck and Charlie Heck ain't going out there. He may have had a block that you're talking about against the Titans. He was getting his ass kicked in that game too. And he was getting his ass kicked in the game against the Browns. He is not better than George Fant. And if Titus Howard, who you paid 18 million dollars, can't can't get George Fant off the field on right tackle. Charlie Hicks sure is hell, Kate. In the two most important games, and the game that C.J. Stroud, who just got knocked out for two weeks, mm-hmm. is coming back.
0: I I, I I totally get like the passion, and, I don't, and it, I don't, it should I don't be understand. there. But I, I think it was. If you
3: think I'm making a big deal out of it? That, that, okay. Well, All right, I don't I think I just,
0: you're making too big of a deal out of it. But in relation to you saying when tight when Titus Howard was healthy and was having to play left guard for the Texans, why couldn't he just move back to right tackle? I, it was much more about. What the Texans didn't have that they were comfortable with at left guard at the time. Well, that I was, mean, that was stupid. The guy that Michael they ended Teter up
3: was better than was better as a better guard than him. Jones was a better guard than him, and we know. And then it wasn't just one game. We saw Titus four, five, six, seven games play right. terrible there and never budge. To move him, so I, that that is. I legitimately thought
0: for a long time, and it still might be the case. They absolutely hate Michael Dieter. I mean, Dieter. it took so people are. Tech- it took four centers ball? for them to get to Dieter, Dieter. to settle on, and it, he got passed over by Josh Jones at left guard. He got passed over. Uh, by, uh, who was the, who,
3: who was the... Oh, Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green.
0: Up. The hell they traded for him, he was playing fullback. He was moonlighting as a fullback before he became a member of the Texans. He got passed over by Green. He got passed over by Juice Scruggs. When he came back, I mean, just by de facto, out Watch of f- sheer desperation, the Texans went with just, Dieter to be their starting center.
3: i just saying it out loud. Your $18 million a year player you paid this offseason mm-hmm. to play right tackle Sucked as a guard, and has sucked as a guard, has probably played 12 games as a guard, and only one of them did he have success last year against the Chiefs, against Chris Jones. Outside of that, he has sucked the whole way. Mm -hmm. Michael Dieter, who played guard and started your final preseason game, played well at guard. Hill Patterson could have played it. Those two could have been your interior guys until you got guys back. Jones, who started the first game Mm -hmm. at guard, you couldn't pay your eighteen million dollar a year right tackle to go play right tackle because George Fant was so good. But now Charlie Heck, a guy that Bill O'Brien drafted, who has been hurt, jumps in after getting his ass kicked just as bad as George did the last time he played. Mm-hmm. He's playing, yeah, because he's he's better. Come on, man. Come on, man. I just I'm not buying Titus, that he's better at all. I'm Titus, telling you,
0: I think there's something Titus deeper.
3: Howard couldn't couldn't get George off the field, but Charlie Kett can. In a game. Yeah, but again, again it was
0: much more about what they felt like they needed at left guard at the time.
3: Okay, then, then two weeks in, you saw that that was, that, that, that was going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And then they still wouldn't make a move because sure, George was Sure, but if you made so a move,
0: it, your center position was going to have to be affected.
3: Patterson was still there. Yeah. Patterson was still there two yeah. weeks in. Yeah. Dieter Jones, they're all better guards than Titus. All right, coming up, uh, big, big weekend, not just for the Texans, but also in college football. We got four two huge games coming up on New Year's Day to determine who will be playing here at NRG for the college football championship. We'll discuss those. Uh, coming up next on The Drive.
1: It's Attackers Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from On The Rocks in Steeplechase Center, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
3: You think I'm making too big a deal out of this, Chris? You think I'm making too big a deal out of this George Fant, Charlie Heck thing? You can tell me the truth. I know Chris will be honest with me. The silence is golden right there. This must be a full-out no right there. You're making making too big a deal of it. I guess this young man don't know how to make his mic work. Chris
0: is taking the fifth.
3: (laughs) He's just taking the fifth. Someone said, Ron, exactly what are you trying to say about the Texans? What I'm trying to say about the Texans, I'm in utter confusion of why a guy that they would not take off the field for the second most – the second most invested player they had on their team. Laramie Tunzel is number one in who they've invested money in. Number two is Titus Howard. They purposefully took him out of a position in which they invested $18 million a year to pay pay him to play a position that he comes way down, like he becomes below average at. And he kept showing it every week. (laughs) <laughs> he would pull and not touch people and those people would run right past he looked confused. Yeah. He looked like a guy that shouldn't be given eight million dollars, let alone eighteen million. And the reason you said is oh George Fant, man, we gotta have him out there. Mm-hmm. And I sat here and said, What does that make sense? Your second highest paid player should go play the position that you paid him and we'll figure out left guard, which is not as important as right tackle. Alright, where did Miles Garrett predominantly line up last week for the Cleveland Browns? Wasn't over the damn left guard. It was over Charlie Heck's ass that he was driving back repeatedly. Tackles are more important than guards. And to think that Charlie Heck has shown up on the scene. Yeah. And he is able to move George Fan off. Get out of here with that. I just like I said, I, I think I, I think I George, fans,
0: George Fan... George you know, at least for what the Texans believe, you, I think has moved himself off.
3: I'm glad you said that. If it does have a feel of, yeah, you know what, I know what you guys are thinking, but we, we're watching Tavier Thomas and Desmond King, and we see Tavier Thomas as the better one between the two. Yeah, I know what you're looking at. You see Shet Griffin. Yeah, but we believe those guys behind Shet Griffin will be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, it's just, it, 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 it's weird. They did have, I don't care. You're paying him $18 million. Everybody has to be injured, up and down. there got to be no options for you to move him somewhere that he's worse at.
0: The, t- the time It's hard for me to keep the timeline straight because, the, look, you're on your seventh different starting offensive line with Charlie Heck now in at right tackle. This season, you're seventh. Uh, and incredibly, that's not even the the most in in the league. <laughs> I think somebody's got you. Uh, somebody that you recently played was it the Denver Broncos or the no, it was the New York Jets? Right, they're on like their ninth different offensive starting say, line. I feel
3: like I feel like, the, I feel like the the Browns are probably up there too. Maybe the Browns they've, they've yeah, had a lot of maybe the Browns.
0: Too. I know it was a recent opponent that had more changes on the O line. But the point is, is from my recollection, I never once looked at that situation and said. Yeah, they could do that. They could move Titus from left guard to right tackle because they've got left guard figured out. There was so much movement with injuries and plugging guys in and just piecing it together between those swing center guard guys this season, especially early, that when Titus was asked to play left guard, you were going to give him more time then was evident to the rest of us that it wasn't going to work because yeah you'd seen him before it left guard in a different scheme and look you could say now that it was yeah it was the wrong decision but did they feel like they really had a better option there when Jarrett patterson was available like again a rookie that you're asking to play now two different positions early on in his career uh versus a guy in michael dieter who's shown he's a starting level center on a bad miami dolphins team nonetheless uh, but before in this league, he'd started at that position, but not as much guard. Did you want to make him uh, that guy there? I, I felt like they should have, but again, it would have affected them, you know, from a depth perspective at a center position or depth perspective at a backup guard position. And I felt like they said, you know what? We got Titus. He's done it before. He's willing to do it. But, uh, but, We've uh, got to give him more than just two, also, three weeks. Uh,
3: but also a big part of it was the – the consistency and how good they felt about George Fant, right?
0: Sure, and at the time, George Fant was more than serviceable at right and, tackle. And, 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 he right. did a good job. And, has,
3: and what, I you think it, watched, what you've watched with your eyes, Sean, mm-hmm. has, has Charlie Heck done enough to outseat that guy?
0: No. I mean, the answer it. is simple. I think before <laughs> the Jets game, uh, George Fant had allowed one sack all season long. One sec. And in, in, I might even be getting that confused with the pressure. I have to go back and look at the numbers, but you know they were fantastic. He was doing a fantastic job in terms of pass protection. The, the most important thing that you needed to accomplish, especially the way that the Texans started this season on that offensive line, is protect. The quarterback. When you gave up 19 quarterback hits and 11 sacks the first two games, you had to figure something out, and they did. They wanted a stretch of a month, month and a half, where they only allowed like three sacks of their quarterback. And since you've endured more injuries, and they've had to piece more guys together, and before the Jets game, C.J. Stroud was running for his life and trying to figure out how to best operate outside of the pocket. They've figured out ways to do it amazingly. This is something that is not going to be solved until the offseason. Did they make another egregious mistake now for maybe reasons not, I, not good enough for fans I, at right tackle? Yeah, maybe.
3: I don't, know that it's a, I don't know. I hope it doesn't become egregious. It just doesn't make sense. They do some things that, that are weird and don't make sense. They have been highly successful this year. This is a successful season, and I think they are the answers. Right now. They just do some weird things. Like, this This is another one. Now, nobody's talked about it. I brought it up a while back. But, like, you find it odd that they moved up in the second round to go get Juice Scruggs to play center. Mm. And that a guy in Michael Dieter they haven't trusted all year long. But they're going to have Michael Dieter play center. But not the guy they moved up in the second round to go get, and the guy they moved up in the second round to go get is playing a bad left guard. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, it. It, like Dieter like had to
0: take over center before Scruggs was even ready to come back. Yeah, but you know, but
3: it's, but, but it's weird. Like I've seen Dieter play better guard <laughs> than he does play center, and you drafted Scruggs to go play center. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be your future center, and a guy that you didn't trust. You didn't trust. You didn't want yeah. to play him at all. You had you had tackles that you were playing in the interior but they are continue to roll with it. Like, that's just odd.
0: Look, you wanting George right? <laughs> Fant to resume, you know, his role at right tackle, I mean, it may not be dead, but at what cost is a, is a change going to be made? And the reason why I bring that up is you talk about Desmond King being cut after uh, a, a, a preseason, after training camp. Well, the Texans were desperate enough, and they got desperate enough at the position after uh, uh or Thomas was, you know, barbecued and, Wood pellet smoke fired, you know, just destroyed in that game. They brought King back, and it took him a couple of. It took him a week and a half, but he slid right back in seamlessly. Right? If Charlie Heck just isn't getting the job done again for, you know, the third straight week at right tackle, and I would really say the second straight because I thought he did fine against the Titans, to be honest with you. But if he's not getting the job done on Sunday, the most you better believe game. George Fant. Should be ready to go back out there and reassume that, that role at right tackle. And I think the Texans, given the stage of the season they're at, what's on the line, who they've got back at quarterback, it's a move that would need to be made desperately if that was the case.
3: I just cannot believe that they they believe in these two weeks that he's better than them. I just can't believe it. I cannot believe it. The truth will be told weeks. on Sunday. In these two weeks, that he's been. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take John McClain. He's, he said he's been beat out. And as you said, you've been at practice. You've consistently been watching uh, that he be the right tackle. And it's been that way the last two Yeah,
0: weeks. but not because I think he's literally beaten Fant out. Well, it's it's I, I can only tell you what I see in the first team takeoff for the last couple of weeks has included Charlie Heck. Yeah. But also with as banged up as that. guys have been, like Shaq Mason gets veteran rest days now and his load managed, yeah. along with Laramie Tunsell, they've had some weird, wacky offensive yeah. lines out there. Guys that you would never even George dream Fant, of.
3: George Fant been getting rested this week? Where he been in practice. No,
0: George Fant's been fully dressed, not on the injury report and practicing.
3: Well, yeah, so he'd been in fully, fully dressed with, with Charlie Hick out there.
0: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you know what I saw on Twitter? Uh, Adam Spolane posted it 41 minutes ago. It says, guess who's taking the first shot at Toyota Center tonight? Did oh, you see Jones. this?
3: Jonesy, huh? <laughs> oh, Josh, Josh, Jones. Jones. Josh Jones.
0: Josh Jones. <laughs> Josh Jones is taking the first shot before the Rockets game tonight.
3: All right, coming up, a little 5 o'clock fire. Uh, as uh, we are live here at On the Rocks, it got a little emotional there. All right, we drove right through that. Uh, that's fine, though. That's good, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful to have real good conversations that matter. Like, there are years before where it didn't matter who played guard or, or tackle. Uh, but, but it does matter now because you're in the biggest game of the year. And, uh, and yeah, the Texans want to take that chance of, oh, if Charlie Hicks not performing in this game, they can always go back to George Fant in the most important game of the season, with CJ coming back. We'll see if they do that. But coming up, we'll give you the full injury report. By the way, here's a, uh, a, sneak, a sneak peek. George Fan is not on it. Uh, but we'll give you the full injury report and what's happening around the AFC South with Jacksonville. Big news there. And we'll take a look at what the Rockets got tonight. All of that coming up next.